Hello, this is Pastor Kong Hee. I want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. I pray that you'll be blessed in Christ, encouraged by the Word, and experience an encounter with God. Remember, knowing God and being known by Him is the greatest pursuit of life. Enjoy the message. City Harvest Church is a classical Pentecostal church. We believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is the second blessing, separate and subsequent to conversion. Another distinctive is that speaking in tongues is the initial outward evidence of the Spirit baptism. You know, speaking in tongues is actually a distinctive of New Testament Christianity. Among the nine supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, it is the only gift together with the interpretation of tongues that is not found in the Old Testament. Jesus himself says that speaking with new tongues is one of the signs that will mark his, his followers. Yet, this is one of the most controversial practices of the spirit-filled life. Number one, the first accusation is that the gift of tongues is not for today. That it has ceased when the apostolic age ended in the first century AD. However, this is not what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8 clearly says that one day tongues will cease, but this will only happen when that which is perfect has come. Paul then explains that the arrival of the perfect will only happen when we meet the Lord Jesus face to face. In other words, tongues and the other spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit are necessary and appropriate for this present age. The day when they are unnecessary is either in the glory of heaven with Jesus or at His second coming. Until then, tongues will not cease. Number two, the second accusation is that tongues must be an intelligible language for the purpose of preaching the gospel. They claim that this is what happened on the day of Pentecost when the 120 preached in foreign languages to the Jews from different nations. But this wasn't exactly what happened on the day of Pentecost. The disciples weren't speaking in tongues to preach the gospel to the masses. They spoke in tongues to glorify God and the people heard them praising God, praising the Lord in their own native languages. One of the major uses of tongues is for thanksgiving, praise and worship, not for preaching the gospel. Years ago, I was speaking in tongues during a mission trip in the Philippines, and unbeknown to me, I was speaking in a local Filipino provincial dialect. Some locals real readily understood what I had said. It was just like the day of Pentecost. But those who understood my words didn't receive a gospel message. Rather, they heard me praising and magnifying the Lord. The Bible is very clear that speaking in tongues is uttering by the Spirit in a language unknown to the speaker. It could well be an intelligible earthly language, but it could also be an angelic language, in which case it will probably not be known to any human. And most of the time, you will probably be uttering mysteries that only God can understand. So just because our tongues is not readily intelligible to those around, doesn't mean that God doesn't understand what we are saying. Now, number three, the third and most common accusation is that tongues must never be used publicly and corporately in a Christian gathering. 
believers shouldn't be praying or singing in tongues aloud at the same time because this will cause confusion and disorder in the church. An often quoted scripture is 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 19, where Paul says, Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. But look at the biblical precedence. On the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the 120 spoke in tongues publicly and corporately and thousands heard them all speaking at the same time. Was it wrong? No, because they were all praising the Lord in tongues. They were speaking to an audience of one, God Almighty Himself in heaven. It was appropriate for all to freely and spontaneously speak to Him in their spirit-given utterances. Be that as it may, their detractors were nonetheless accusing them of being drunk and behaving inappropriately. But when a message is needed to be spoken to the crowd, the 120 quieted down and allowed Peter to speak. So when the words are meant for God, all can freely pray and sing in tongues at once. But when the words are meant for the people, all must quieten down and only allow one to speak in a language that all can understand. It was the same at the Gentile Pentecost in Acts chapter 10. In Cornelius' house, when the Holy Spirit came upon the Gentile converts, they all freely and spontaneously spoke in tongues and magnified God, all at the same time, corporately, publicly. Again, it was the same at Ephesus in Acts chapter 19. When the Holy Spirit came upon the Ephesian believers, they all spoke with tongues, all at the same time, corporately and publicly. Paul didn't forbid them from vocally worshipping the Lord in the Spirit all at once. In all these cases, the corporate speaking and singing in tongues weren't considered confusing or disorderly because the believers were praising God and worshipping Him. In all these cases, there was no need for the gift of interpretation because they weren't giving intelligible messages to the people in their gatherings. But when the words must be understood by others in the gathering for their instruction and spiritual strengthening, then only one person should speak at a time. Then every tongue must be interpreted because the words are not directed to God, but to the people. When the tongues are directed to God, it is appropriate for all to pray and sing to Him in the Spirit. But when the tongues are directed at the church, it is not appropriate for all to speak at the same time. So the consideration must always be, what is appropriate at a given moment of a church meeting? It cannot be a blanket ban of all public utterances of tongues. Then they should have banned the 120 on the day of Pentecost. The public use of tongues in a prayer meeting or worship service is beautiful. Pentecostal theologian and songwriter, Dr. Jack Hayford, the one who wrote, Majesty, Worship His Majesty. He is a man who understands harmonics. Pastor Hayford considers singing in tongues in a corporate setting as something so beautiful that he wrote a scholarly book on the subject called The Beauty of Spiritual Language. The first time the Holy Spirit fell on the first church in history, all spoke in tongues, publicly 
and corporately in their prayer and worship of God. Let us boldly do the same. Amen and amen. God bless.